Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Self-Initiative Project Podcast. I'm your host, Jim O'Brien. Hey, hey, and welcome back. Welcome to episode 54. You know, we've been doing this podcast now for four and a half years, roughly. Right at four and a half years. And I realized that I had never taken a second out to say why it is we're trying to do what it is we're doing here with the self-initiative project. So I know this will probably be a fairly quick podcast, maybe my fastest. I don't know. We'll find out. But um, I wanted to put together an episode where we talked about why and what our mission is and what we're trying to do here. But before we get started, just anecdotally, you know, I run this podcast about once a month because I have a a life and I have a full-time job that I do. And every month we worked, I work to bring material that I think will be useful or someone might be able to take a nugget of information away from. And I have all this equipment, you know, that I set up for the podcast. I don't leave it out all the time because I don't want it cluttering up the place and I don't want it collecting dust and all that good stuff. So every month when it's time to record, whether I have a guest or not, I've got to get all of that gear out, my digital recorder, my mixing board and plug in all the cables and get my microphone in place and all of that. And every month I have the same thought, man, I hope this works or I hope I <laughs> I get the knobs in the right adjustment or the cables in the right place so hopefully this time's no exception we've got it done there have been a couple of faux pas on (laughs) podcast in the past hopefully this won't be one of them but after four and a half years i thought it was high time that i kind of took a minute out and steered away from topics of personal safety and preparedness and whatnot and and talk about why we're here And if you've been following us for any period of time, you know, you've probably heard me say this before. And if you're new or if you haven't heard me say it before, the Self-Initiative Project was founded on the premise that we are all responsible for our own personal safety and preparedness. And if you don't follow that or if you don't subscribe to that philosophy, you're probably not interested in what we're doing here and what we have to say in the first place. But that was kind of the, the, the genesis of forming the self-initiative project in the first place, you know, and that's kind of why I came up with the name that I did, the self-initiative project. Like, you have to take initiative for yourself and work on that to then have, you know, to take on and have and understand that you're responsible for your own personal safety and preparedness. But we really hadn't talked about why. But I want to give you some examples because I think so oftentimes we think that bad things can rarely happen or will never happen to us. And I'm always asking myself the question, and I've posed it to other guests on the show as well, you know, what can we do to get other people, more people invested and interested in their own personal safety? And no one seems to have a good answer. But, you know, over the years, I've seen a lot of examples as I'm sure we all have, if we're honest about it, about people getting into situations that if they had been more knowledgeable or better prepared or owned their own personal safety, they may have avoided some things or just had some basic knowledge and training, right? You know, 
you've probably heard me um if you haven't uh i did a podcast it was uh my podcast 46 where i talked about who am i you know who is this guy and more about my more about me and my personal safety journey so if you haven't listened to that i recommend going back to that one podcast 46 but you know one of the things that i talked about there myself which might be the cause of why i'm so vested in personal safety and preparedness now and i don't deny that it certainly isn't a small part of it but growing up i was bullied and my family my parents and my sister and i were burglarized two or three times over the years when i was growing up and you know so i've seen firsthand what you know what can happen and you know what it means when you're not prepared when you don't have the alarm system installed in your house to prevent the burglary or help slow it down in the first place when you don't have the self-defense skills or the de-escalation skill or maybe the sense of humor to help de-escalate you know whatever it is to avoid bullying or not knowing what adult I can tell or not feeling like I can tell an adult so I personally have experienced at least those are just a couple of things that in my youth I dealt with growing up personally I had a neighbor a number of years ago wreck his sport bike right out in front of my house and matter of fact he hit my curb and took out my mailbox and his bike came to rest right behind my car that happened to be parked at the base of my driveway that particular day you know for whatever reason it's just the coincidence and timing of things and he had no helmet on and he got road rash pretty bad and you know, it was very clear that his wife was panicked. You know, she was worried about him. And yes, she called 911. But, you know, beyond that, there wasn't really any knowledge about what to do for him or to try to talk to him and get him to sit down and calm down and rest and wait on first responders to get there. Um, you know, not knowing if he had more severe injuries than, you know, road rash on top of his bald head. I had a VP that I worked under a few years back, VP in, in my um, IT department. And um, when I was there, I was fortunate enough that my CIO at the time allowed me to do some basic trauma training for the IT organization. And I did a couple of classes and had like 16 people show up, which was better than I thought was going to happen. But I was teaching them all how to deal with severe bleeding you know, packing wounds, compression, pressure, tourniquet use, those basic types of trauma, uh, trauma things. And this particular VP, she said, I wish, I wish I had come to your class because she's like, I don't know that I know what to do. She's like, my son was swinging on a rope over a river once and swung out over the rope, you know, over the river and let go. And wound up lacerating his foot severely and she's like i had no clue what to do she's like we just grabbed him up wrapped a towel around his foot and drove him to the emergency room she's like but i i had no idea what to do to stop his bleeding and, and i don't think she's alone i think there's a lot of people like that um i've got another friend who you know he does the basics he's got a security system in his house he locks his doors but he's not into the environment. He's not into the topic like I am, right? Like he'll tell you, I just don't care about that or I'm not worried about that. So my point is, is just giving you some of these examples is illustrate that folks are all over the place when it comes to things like their personal safety and preparedness.
a girl that I dated years ago uh, never locked the doors on her house. Uh, she believed it was too much effort to get out for her or her children to have to get out keys to let themselves in. Now, you could argue that she might have been in an area where it was less susceptible to someone coming up or someone getting in or breaking in. But to me, it was such a foreign thing for someone in today's times to actually have that attitude and be very flippant about their security and well-being. So there's people, again, there's people all over different places and mindset. You know, I've got a good friend since high school that, you know, he owns guns and he shoots once, maybe every two or three years. And, you know, he wants to carry concealed or keep a gun in his vehicle or ask me what defensive ammo to get. But he hardly ever shoots. I mean, even once a year counts not much. And then he's worried about defensive ammo. And I'm like, how do you plan on using that gun? You you don't even shoot that often to be good at it. And you've gotten no training. And of course, I don't say it that way to him. But I do try to encourage him to get out and utilize that tool if he thinks he plans on using it in a home defense or self-defense scenario. And, you know, I think relative to preparedness, I think COVID has shown us all, or at least I hope it has, that we shouldn't wait until the last minute, until an announcement is made through the wonderful media news channels that something bad is occurring. Um, And we saw that with COVID, right? We saw people rushing to the stores to hoard things, whether it was, you know, um, Lysol Clorox wipes, uh, rubbing alcohol, um, N95 mask to protect against viruses, you know, those disappeared off the shelf almost immediately because everyone went into this panic state and they waited until the last minute. Not that in the case of COVID, it was really a last minute thing, but it was a situation that arose out of nothing or came up very quickly seemingly and so everyone panicked and then there was hoarding and then you couldn't get supplies and the supplies that were available were were reserved for hospital staff and first responders you know we found ourselves in a bit of a pickle so covid uh i think caught us or a lot of us off guard myself included but i also did have some things in, in stock already and Uh, We'll talk about that another time, potentially. And then most recently, I'm just going to bring it up timely, Hurricane Ian, um, Ian, Ian, however they're saying it, Um, you know, that is a case of, again, you should have some supplies in place already, like water, food, uh, batteries, flashlights, candles, uh, a hand crank radio, those sorts of things. And you shouldn't be waiting till something bad happens to think about getting prepared and having supplies in place. So again, those are just some examples of things that have happened even more recently. Things we, if we think about it, we probably all, and if they haven't happened to us directly, we probably all, or a good portion of us have all, known someone that has had something bad happen to them or have been caught off guard with something. So as I've mentioned already, I've talked about myself previously, which I really don't like to do. But, you know, in this context, I'm not a super expert. I'm like, I am not former military. I'm not former law enforcement. I'm not former first responder of any sort. 
I like to say that I'm just an average guy that took initiative and had an interest in learning these things for myself. And if you go back to listen to podcast 46, I talk about a lot of that stuff. But I think, you know, one of the reasons why people don't take initiative and take responsibility for themselves is because they either figure first responders will always handle it for them or the simple fact that it will just not happen to them. Nothing bad will happen to them or the chances are so low they're just going to not worry about it. And we've seen time and time again that that's not the case. Bad things do happen. We're just lucky that they don't happen more than they do. And as great as first responders are, and I'm very thankful for those men and women doing those jobs, those thankless jobs, uh, we know that time to get to scene can be pretty big. And in the case of something like severe bleeding, uh, time is precious. And so what are you going to do? You're going to sit around and wait for them or are you going to take initiative and responsibility to act for yourself. And so, um, you know, I, for me, I'm not an expert. I don't view myself as an expert. I've done some martial arts. I've done some Krav Maga. I've done some firearms work. But I like to think that I'm like everybody else out there in podcast land listening. It's just that I did take an interest and I did take the initiative and I own the fact that it is my responsibility. You know, my personal safety and my preparedness is my responsibility. So I'm, I'm no one special. And I've talked about that before. Uh, just as a sidebar note, talking about other related podcasts that I've done, um, you know, podcast 23 was why be invested in your personal safety. And I think that's a good one for you to go back and listen to if you haven't yet as well as podcast 33, which is, you know, having the mentality of, oh, it'll never t- happen to me. And case in point, that podcast, we talked about, we talk about a handful of situations that happened to different folks that I actually happened to have on the podcast as guests talk through their stories, uh, because things can happen. You know, the question's been asked, as I mentioned a minute ago, that, you know, I'm always wondering what it's going to take to make more people interested in their own personal safety and preparedness. And I I don't like to think this the case, but I think the reality of it is until something bad has happened, folks are not so willing to look after themselves because they don't think they need to, or it's not top of mind. And I'm here to tell you that's not the case. And I would rather be proactive and preemptive and ahead of it than having to deal with it and follow up and respond to it after it's happened. So why are we here? So when we started, because I've done so much, and again, just average person, but I've done so much. Yeah, I got some certifications, yada, yada, yada. I've taken a lot of classes, had some training. I thought when I started this four and a half years ago, I thought, I've got all this knowledge. I want to be able to give back. So I should start trying to figure out how to disseminate this information out to the public at large for them to have available at their leisure and at their disposal. So that's how I came up with the podcast to begin with. As I said, I've got all this information in my noggin. I want to share it and get it out there. And that's kind of how and why we came to be. But 
the point of this and getting to the point that I've been dragging this out this whole podcast for is why are we really here? And I think the thing that separates me from a lot of folks is, is it is because I believe that being safer and prepared is better. My why is I believe that being safe or safer and prepared or more prepared is better than not. That coupled with the fact that all of this information that I have, all this knowledge that I've collected over the years, I wanted to share out there. And, you know, I think it's Socrates, and I may have mentioned this in past podcasts, but I think it was Socrates that says, I can't make you learn anything. And, you know, I can't, I certainly can't make you do anything. Uh, but maybe what I can do, and of course I'm paraphrasing and messing up his actual quote if he actually ever said it, but he said, I can't make you learn anything, but I can make you think about it. And so even if I can't motivate you to do anything different, I might make you think about it if you're listening to us or following us on social media. So like I said, the why is because I think being safer and better prepared is better overall. But as I've said many times over podcasts, and if you've been following us for a while, you've heard me say this more than once. I do firmly believe that if I can get out one piece of information that makes someone think about something that they hadn't previously, then I've done my job. And if someone acts upon something I've said or some information that I've provided to them, and it changes the way they go about something and what they do for themselves or their families, then I've really accomplished my goal, what I'm setting out in in doing this podcast. So that's my why. I believe that being safer and prepared is better. And I wanted to help share and give back by sharing the information that I've amassed over the years. So, uh, and if I can do it, you can do it. So With that, we'll wrap up this quick episode. I appreciate you listening. I encourage you to go back to listen to our previous podcasts, and I hope you'll join us for future podcasts. And if you like what you're hearing, then please share and recommend us to your friends and family. We would greatly appreciate it. Thanks so much for being here.